Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. If you are an executive at a provider, executive at an insurance company, you're a healthcare VC, you're running a health tech company, or early stage, late stage, um, or you just make someone else happier in their life, this show is for you. And uh, But most importantly, my guest. My guest today is Laura Matthews. And Laura is doing some really interesting stuff uh, specifically in Houston with Houston Methodist. Laura is the head of phys the physician organization and the global division at Houston Methodist. Um, she's going to tell you her story. She's going to tell you about what she's been working on. But most importantly, uh, Laura, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks, Anthony. I appreciate you having me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So first of all, thank you for making time. Thank you for paying off time. And thank you for, for just being here and with the, the opportunity to share your story and, and your passions in health. I, I guess, Laura, take me back or take us back to where it all started to your origin story. And, and maybe tell us a little bit about some of the series of events that have led you to become the person you are today. Sure, absolutely. So I would say, you know, I think everybody says their origin story is unique, um, but I would, you know, kind of kind of go to that path as well. And mm -hmm. um, so I had the opportunity kind of growing up to live all around the um, United States and internationally, um, moved around every couple of years and, you know, really had that kind of, I, I think it helped me to really kind of have an open mind and really that ability to connect and meet with a lot of different people. Spent most of my, I kind of say I grew up in California because I uh, spent about eight years there, finished middle school and high school before kind of taking that huge leap to say, okay, I've graduated from high school, now what? Um, and I was the last hope of the family to go to Texas A&M. And if anybody knows you know, anything about Texas A&M, it's a very, um, it, it was at that time in a very small city um, in Texas with a lot of really rich traditions and applied and was accepted, actually went in um, to A&M pre-med, um, really wanted to, to focus and have always had a passion for, for babies and wanted to be a neonatologist. Mm -hmm. um, so spent the first year there and realized there is no way I'm going to make it in the health field, um, was horrible in math and, you know, kind of decided I wanted to, to venture off into more kind of a business, um, side of things. So ended up finishing and graduating from Texas A&M. And at that point, the job market was, was amazing, um, and had an opportunity to work for, um, CompuServe. And at that time we were kind of designing, um, wide area networks and really providing kind of dial up technology for American airlines, for flight attendants to check their schedules, um, went through a lot of different transformations. We were MCI, we were MCI WorldCom, um, UUNet, all in about a, you know, period of a couple of, of months. Um, and with that, um, at the time I was, I was pregnant with my first child and really got into more of the side of college recruiting mm. and really kind of found my niche and said, I absolutely love, um, you know, the recruitment side of things and meeting different people and figuring out how do I take that person and really kind of um, transform them and help them find the right place and the right seat in an organization. Mm. So after that, um, had an opportunity to get into really on the, the recruitment side and worked in different various aspects of recruiting, um, worked in retained search for quite some time. I'm really doing, you know, high level executive level searches. Um, 
after that kind of ventured into recruiting physicians. And um, after, you know, having a really kind of successful path in that, actually was approached by one of the physicians I recruited to say, hey, why don't you kind of come in on the inside and help us develop a, you know, an HR team. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my first kind of thing into um, actually running an HR department, which um, led me to Houston Methodist. And, you know, I've been here and have had such an awesome opportunity to really work for an organization that has grown. Um, you know, I, I help run the, the people side of the, the physician organization and our global healthcare services and, um, you know, have the ability to really look at that life cycle of employees, um, not only from, you know, the time of recruitment, but all the way kind of through their journey. And then also have a kind of a blended opportunity just because have great leaders um, to really kind of get involved more on the innovation and the operational side of the business as well. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, this is super exciting, Laura. Well, so a couple of things. I really appreciate your background, the progression and kind of what led you to where you're at. And it, and it obviously gives you, you gained all the, these uh, interesting superpowers along the way that, that probably make your role uh, very well situated, but probably allow you to, 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 to be very effective through some of the programs and projects that I, that you're working on. And so I know you, you, uh, you have some, some interesting, uh, thoughts in, in employee wellbeing, um, but also on some of the innovative projects that you're doing with like telemedicine. But anyway, I don't want to steal your thunder here. I'd lo I just love to hear about some of the things that you're, you're passionate about, things that you're working on today that uh, are really capturing your fascination and your time and, and, and your passion. Sure. Sure. So I think of, when I look at kind of both sides of it from a patient or consumer perspective, or even mm -hmm. from a, you know, an employer or an employee perspective, there's so much technology and there's so many, that's so much um, transparency, I think, into both sides of those. And, you know, I look at Houston Methodist and we are, um, you know, we're an organization that's been around. We just celebrated our hundred year anniversary. Um, you know, we've been the number one hospital in Texas for seven years in a row. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have amazing employees. Um, you know, we have like, I think our physician organization engagement is like 99th percentile for a couple years in a row. So, you know, we have amazing people that work here, but it's also, you know, really working for an organization that puts the patients and their employees kind of at the center of everything we do. Mm -hmm. And if you really think about that and how does that look for, you know, kind of two competitive landscapes of, you know, we're all looking at, you know, that transparency and getting patients in the door and meeting them kind of where their needs are. But also from the employee side, you know, in the Texas Medical Center, um, you know, it is, it is super competitive to be able to recruit the right people and, you know, to retain them. So I think, you know, how are we kind of transforming things um, for our employees and for that applicant and that future employee experience as well? So if I look at that and just saying, you know, from a healthcare system, you know, with with consumerism and, you know, being able to have transparency into data, we really have to position ourselves and, you know, um, kind of meeting our patients where they're at, whether that be, you know, with creating kind of that unparalleled access or being able to look at different technologies that will allow us to have two-way bi-directional, you know, text between our physician offices and, um, you know, our employees, or I'm sorry, and our patients, mm -hmm. or really working with our physicians and, you know, their well-being and taking care of, you know, I mean, you hear burnout a lot going on. Um, you know, we're really looking at different things that really can kind of combat that and, you know, different committees and different technologies to really kind of reduce some of those, those burdens that they're going through. 
And then on the employee side, you know, we're really kind of looking at it almost from kind of a know me perspective of, and we're, we're a ways away from that, but you know, we've, we we're fortunate to have started um, a center for innovation earlier this year that is a team of kind of senior executives that has been able to evaluate um, different technologies and be able to pilot them in different areas with a lot of funding so we can really kind of provide that best-in-class experience for our patients as well as our, um, you know, our employees. So, you know, we're kind of going through this whole digital transformation from an employee perspective of, you know, from the time that you apply to the time that you, you know, kind of navigate your journey. I heard mm-hmm. someone say the other day, it's almost like employees want, you know, ways. If you look at ways, it's going to anticipate, you know, what what hurdles you may have ahead or the easiest way to get to a certain path. And I kind of look at that from an employee perspective of saying, you know, are we providing that kind of journey throughout their life cycle? Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that's just kind of an interesting perspective of looking at it as well. I love it. I love it. Now, this is it's it's very fascinating on the things that you're working on and seeing and the impact you're making. Uh, Laura, let me ask you what are, what are some of the other you know topics in health that are that you're you're optimistic to get to uh, you know eventually you know so obviously lots going on in this space, but love to hear some other areas that that are. are uh, capturing your fascination where you want to start doing some more stuff in and expand the success of what you're having. Sure. So I can speak to you from, you know, kind of the the patient side. So we've recently Mm -hmm. in the last year or so launched our our virtual care. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that, you know, we were the first hospital um, in in Texas, or I'm sorry, at least in Houston, that really provided that 24 by 7 um, virtual care via our, our own My Methodist app. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been such a game changer, um, you know, for, for not only our own employees, but then really looking at that as how does that kind of offer a different level of service for, for those individuals that call in and say, you know, I really need to be seen by someone today. I don't have a cold or I have this. And, you know, some of our primary care, as much as we say we'd love for them to be able to get you in the next day, that may not be that may not, you know, be available. So it's another avenue that we have to kind of ease that burden and help, you know, our patients be seen quicker. And, you know, we've been able to, we launched that about 18 months ago um, with our employees first, and that was, you know, free, free for them and their beneficiaries. And, you know, we've really seen that help with, um, you know, our, our, the rates of people calling in sick, um, you know, really, being huge satisfaction. I think, you know, on a scale of one to five, most people rank us in, you know, 4.5 to five. So we know that our providers are doing an excellent job of kind of taking care of, you know, our employees and our patients that way. Um, and then through that, we've also recently launched our, our behavioral health. And I think, you know, when you look at that, there's such a need for that across the United States, whether it be within your own employee population or just within, you know, the consumers themselves and our patients out there. So um, this has been something that, you know, we've had, unfortunately, some really kind of, um, you know, tragedies almost that have happened within a hospital this large. You know, we have about 25,000 employees. And, you know, as things come up, we really, you know, take care of them from a spiritual component. Uh, but we really need to take care of their their well-being and their, their, you know, their own kind of mental component as well. So this was something that we were able to subsidize for them um, to be able to see a therapist or to see someone on their time schedule. Cause mm-hmm. we all know it's hard to take off of work and, mm-hmm. you know, to really kind of take care of yourself. 
So that's something that we're really excited about and, you know, really looking at how do we launch that whole virtual side of the business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're evaluating, um, you know, how do we virtual ICUs and, you know, really kind of everything virtual and how, how do we kind of, um, you know, move towards that, that aspect. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, you know, moving towards virtual, I mean, it just saves so much time, more effective as long as you, you know, obviously the, the, there's a, there's a counter side to it, right? It's like, oh, well, you know, you lose the connection, but you know, look how many more visits and connections you get, right? So it's like um, the power of voice, visual, being able to see someone and just connect and, um, you know, so much more efficient, effective, and just more impactful, right? So it is, um, so it super, is. super powerful uh, stuff that, that you're doing. And, uh, and, and so I can imagine the receptivity, right. is pretty, pretty positive as well though. Right. It's just like, Oh, you, you probably are changing a lot of minds. Like, Oh, I was a little nervous to do this at first or was, didn't think this was going to be as effective as my in-person visit. But now I found that it's more effective. I can imagine you're going, getting a lot of positive feedback, right? We are, we are. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been amazing to, the you know, mm-hmm. the positive feedback we've received. We've actually launched, um, you know, e-visits as well. And that's one that you think, oh my goodness, you know, are people kind of talking about that trust component? Do they really mm-hmm. trust that I can email you my symptoms and, you mm-hmm. know, you, you're able to take care of me? And we're finding that's a huge um, satisfier for certain demographics. You know, if you're an established patient with us and you have, you know, a basic urinary tract infection or you have, you know, a cold or cough and it's, you know, very, um, you know, we have certain protocols that we can work through. It's all about being able, I think, to provide the best care um, to our patients and to our employees in the quickest way possible that will help them, you know, to feel comfortable with the care that they're getting, you know, providing. Now, we always want to, you know, have that kind of main um, provider that's going to take care of them, you know, and their, their kind of their whole, you know, well-being and, you know, looking at um, making sure from, you know, wellness perspective, but those, those incidents that come up that you just need to get, you know, something to take care of a cold or a cough or, you know, UTI or something, you know, keep Mm -hmm. those patients into seeing our virtual care. So our sickest of sickest patients can come in to really see, you know, some of our providers. So I think it's finding that balance. I love it. I love it. No, uh, this is great. This is great, Laura. I really appreciate, um, you know, what you guys are doing, um, you know, in this space. Um, let me ask you a little bit more about the future. Um, I guess, Laura, what's, what's the, what's your vision for healthcare in the future? What, where do you see health going? Where do you see, I guess, what's that optimistic future you see ourselves marching towards? Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've heard so much about, um, you know, kind of that, you know, that there's going to be kind of the digital everything, right? So you mm-hmm. can, you know, your homes are going to pre, be pre-wired to be able to to say, you know, when you're, how are you feeling this morning? Oh, Alexa, you know, make me a doctor's appointment or, you know, even from the sense of, you know, the, the I've heard the refrigerators that will help measure things out or that will talk to you or your plates that you can put food on that, you know, will tell you how many carbs and how many how much protein, those kinds of things are fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's an appetite for people. I think people are going to look at it from like, oh, a little privacy breach. But I think if mm-hmm. it's done the right way and you have mm-hmm. the right the right intent behind that and you really look at it of how can this improve our, our well-being and our children's well-being and really help us to be healthier and the best people that we can be, I do think that there's value in that. Right. Um, but I do think, I'm not going to lie, I think it's a little freaky. It's 
there are some things yeah. out there that you're like, wow, <laughs> it's kind of strange. It's um, a balance. But, you know, yeah. I think it's, it is a balance. It is a balance. You're going to have those people that want everything about them to be able to be recorded and, and you know, to, to be reviewed. And then you're going to have some people, I think, that will ease into it. Yeah. But, you know, I think of being able to pull that data and use it in a meaningful way to really look at how do we, how do we help people be the best that they can be, whether it's recognizing that, you know, they have, um, they need to curve their eating habits, or maybe it's recognizing that they have some, you know, some depression or some different things that we can help to intervene early enough. Then Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that that's where I think the, you know, the future of health will really kind of be exciting and really kind of moving away from that scary place that you go just because, (laughs) you know, you're super sick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it's, it's a matter of like, if you can focus on the loving aspect of, of health and yes, there is this like fearful nature like, Oh, this, what are you going to do with this information? Is it going to be for my benefit? And, you know, but, um, but if you have access to it and you know, good things can come out of it and it's done securely, um, it's going to be better for that person. It's going to be better for their family, their friends, uh, as long as it's done obviously securely. So, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think with, with, um, you know, security and, and keeping our information private, you know, there's been a lot of fear out there as well, but if it's, if it's done right, relinquishing this information could, could allow, you know, def- definitely better, you know, personalized outreach and experiences for, for, for ourselves. Right. And, uh, Absolutely. I, I guess, uh, I guess, Laura, one more question for you. Uh, Before I ask it, I guess, what would be a good way for our listeners to engage with you either directly or through social media if you would like that to happen? Yeah, sure. So I'm on LinkedIn and that's probably the best way to, to, you know, contact me. I would say I give you my email address, but I get so many thousands of emails every day. (laughs) I'm like a little like, Oh, I will actually probably respond better through LinkedIn. Um, you know, but I would, I would love the opportunity to talk to anybody. You know, I think one of the things that Houston Methodist, we do a lot of things very well, but when you really look at, you know, our engagement and our, you know, our provider satisfaction, our employee satisfaction and some of the, the amazing things that we're doing for our employees and our patients you know I think I'm all about collaboration and sharing best practices and you know being able to you know kind of share knowledge across um, you know individuals Mm -hmm. as well I love it I love it no this is this is great Laura so uh, so yeah definitely we'll link to that in the show notes and uh, my last question is uh, you know, obviously you're in, in a, in a role that requires a lot of resilience. You're, you're doing a lot, you're, you're pushing some programs out and, uh, growing programs. And that requires a lot of, you know, focus, attention, resilience, I guess. What, what's something you do on a daily routine or weekly routine standpoint that really keeps the engine going? You know, I think I try to take time to reflect on, you know, the, the great things that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's easy, especially when you're, you know, I deal with people every day and, you know, being on kind of the, the HR side of things at times, mm-hmm. you you get the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and it can get, you know, I think any job can get really stressful. So, you know, I always sometimes will reflect in my office and think of like just the amazing things that are going on in this organization right mm-hmm. this minute and the excellent providers that we have that are saving lives and babies being born and just, you know, the, the, the things that we're curing and, you know, in our, in our research institute. And that really helps ground me. And, you know, I, I always look to, I think it's about having that, 
that support system, um, you know, whatever that may look like for you. And, you know, I have such an amazing team that keeps me going and whether it's my family or, you know, my friends and just sometimes taking that, that, that moment to get away from work and enjoy yourself or have someone that you can just talk to things that, you know, aren't, aren't work related, I think really helps me to decompress and, you know, kind of stay grounded. I love it. I love it. No, it's, it's so powerful. It, it's so powerful. And it's something it's uh, the simplest, right. But, but uh, it takes a lot of discipline and, and empathy and, you know, re- like reminders to ourselves and nudging ourselves to do, to do that. And it makes such a big difference. It's like, the, you know, the more gracious you can be, the, the, the better and the more reflection you can. And gratitude. So it's so important. Um, it is. It's yeah. sometimes retraining your brain. Cause it's <laughs> very easy to go to the negative of things and really kind of forcing yourself to think of the positives and thinking of those, those small things that can make such a big difference. Um, really, it really is gratifying and it does, you know, take, for me at least, it takes a lot of the stress away. I love it. I love it. Well, well, Laura, this is, this was great. Um, I really appreciate so a few things. I really appreciate you carving out time. I really appreciate you sharing your, your story and kind of what led you to where you're at today. Uh, the exciting impactful programs that you're doing today and then your vision of the future which um, you guys are doing some great stuff and will continue to do some great stuff and so really just exciting to to see what's going on and and, you know what you're leading in this area so um so we'd love to have you back on the show obviously and talk more about you know some of the other programs roll off for the rest of the year but uh uh, thanks again for being on the show this was great my pleasure my pleasure thank you very much for having me thank you so much all right thank you